Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Thomas Satortis. Thomas shares just an amazing story of eliminate, automate, delegate. You just need to be thinking about this every day in your business. But he was born in Greece and raised in Queens, New York. Growing up, he helped his parents maintain a 62-unit building while working in his father's plumbing business and working his way up from having a degree in architecture to progressing in the construction industry and now real estate. And so he's just awesome at just general construction. He has a, a millwork company in New York City, and they typically renovate properties purchased by their team and their resources, but they have an architecture background. I think that's a great background to have when you're in real estate. But I love the things that he brings out just about how he automates things, his thought process behind that. Just eliminate, automate, and delegate. So crucial. If you plan to scale, you need to be thinking like this. And so you can be continually working on the higher paying tasks, right? You're at the top of the business looking at as opposed to working in the daily grind every day. And so in the beginning, yes, you have to be doing the grind, but you have to have a plan of some way to automate everything as much as you can at the moment and then hire slow, but fire fast. Everybody's heard that. You know that. But you want to make that hire, at least begin that process as soon as you can. But listen to how he has done that. And even thinking through his team members, how he took action and even his mindset as well. Thomas, welcome to the show. Pleasure to have you on this morning. I know you have a very interesting background and even your, just what you and I were talking about before we started recording, the focus you've had over the last couple of years, I think is helpful for anyone in any industry, in any business, you know, just the taking action component and whatever, everything that is behind that is so important. I know we're going to cover a lot of that today. Give us a little more about your background, your real estate background, and just how you got to where you're at right now. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. My name's Thomas. So my background is a vast majority of different areas around construction of real estate. I started, my parents were a super of a 62 unit building in Queens, New York, when I was about six years old. So I've always been involved in property management and hands-on work. When I was about 13, I started working for my father in his plumbing business on the weekends, on the summers when I wasn't in school and nights and helping maintain the property. I went to school and have a degree in architecture. I've worked for a mechanical engineer. I helped build someone's construction management business. And now I have my own construction business, my own millwork business. I have five properties started investing January 2020. Also have a property management company that manages those properties and a construction technology startup that I'm currently working on. Wow. Okay. So you don't sleep much is what you're saying. I actually only work 30 to 35 hours a week. (laughs) No, that's incredible. That's incredible. It's interesting to think about all the irons on the fire that you have and that you can work 30, 35 hours a week. I'd love to hear a little more about that right there. Like, How do you manage your time? How do you manage to only work 30, 35 hours? hours a week, but be operating or starting that many businesses? A lot of it goes back to just trying to expand my knowledge of everything in terms of entrepreneurship. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read The 4-Hour Work Week, which these are books that 
have drastically changed my life. I auto suggest every single morning. I'm usually up at 5.30 in the morning. I auto suggest later on in the day. I do my workouts. I try and expand my mindset growth. And I talk about this on Clubhouse as well. And I try and what it's called is eliminate, automate, and delegate. So I try and do as little as possible. (laughs) So my time is the most valuable asset for me. And that's what I try and keep. That's why I'm able to only work 30 to 35 hours a week. Awesome. Well, auto suggest. What is that? It's basically affirmation. So I wake up in every morning and one of my auto suggestion or a statement that I read, I have 50 or so is I will buy one short-term rental property every single year. And I started buying them this year. I've already bought two. So it's things that I want out of my life that I read twice a day, once when I wake up 5.30 in the morning and once at three o'clock when I stop working. And it just, at the end of the day, what I'm doing is tricking myself to believe the things that I'm putting into it so that they manifest, so that I bring them to life. And they're actionable steps that I take to take that progression. And I'm always looking for progression, not perfection. So perfection doesn't really exist. It's a moving target for me. No doubt. Perfection is a moving target. None of us will ever reach perfection. So auto suggest, I don't know that I've ever heard of that. I probably have, but I didn't remember that being called that before. But I love how you said eliminate, automate, and delegate. I could not agree with you more. I mean, it's hard to do those things though, right? Especially as a new entrepreneur, it's hard to think about what can I eliminate? You feel like you have to do everything and and you just don't understand how to automate many things yet. But help us to think through that a little bit. I talk about that often on the show and scaling a business and you just can't do everything, right? If you want to scale at all. And so How do you do that? How do you think about things? Maybe you can talk to the newer entrepreneur as well. Some of the first things you started to delegate or automate or eliminate. And then let's move to some more advanced things. Yeah, so that's something that I pulled out of the four-hour work week. And there's a lot of good points in there. And eliminate, the first stage of this three-stage process is eliminate, right? And you have to look at your team. You're a real estate broker, your office admin, your partners. And you eliminate something that's not worth for anyone on your team to do. So if I, a contractor, if someone tells me, oh, come paint the room, it's not worth my time because I'm focusing on larger projects. So I eliminate that. I don't look at it. I don't price it. I don't waste my time working on that project. I automate. So all of my mortgage payments for all of my properties are on Chase. They're automated. I don't have to worry about them. A check goes out automatically. I try and streamline that process as best as I can and then delegate. I have an office admin and and she hates when I tell her this all the time in my construction business. I want to lay on the beach. I want you to do everything. (laughs) So I try and delegate as much as I can to either her or a subcontractor or to a broker to free up my time. So it's something that you need to work on. It's not going to happen overnight, but we're looking for progress again, not perfection. Nice. What are some things maybe right now you're looking to eliminate? As you've been an entrepreneur for a while, numerous businesses now, what are some things right now you're trying to eliminate? Uh, I mean, I'm looking to eliminate my clients. (laughs) I love construction, but as I started getting into real estate, I realized that with my architecture background, I enjoy designing spaces. With my construction background, I enjoy building the spaces, but I want to be the client. So moving forward, I've set a goal for myself to take as little clients as possible and start becoming my own client. So that's through real estate, through using hard money lenders, and through partnering with other real estate investors to build a bigger portfolio for ourselves. So that's something that I'm really working on this year and probably into next year to eliminate is my client base as a contractor. I hope none of them are listening right now. 
So, you know, eliminating clients, that's not something you're typically doing early on in your business, right? You know, as you scale, as you have plenty of work, things change, right? You charge more, you have different types of clientele. But what about automating? What are you trying to automate right now that you haven't automated yet? Everything. I am trying to automate estimating projects. I am trying to automate finding property. So I'm working now with more and more wholesalers and they're doing the dirty work for me and they're taking $10,000, whatever it is they have to take on top of that. So I automate that process where I am not looking for anything. People are looking for me. So that's something I really, really want to get into automating this year to kind of help expanding that portfolio and bigger picture down the line um, in our real estate career. Nice. Okay. You know, the next one, delegate. What are you delegating right now? What's something you're working towards delegating right now? Everything, everything. I mean, I don't estimate. I estimate very little of my projects now. I give it all to my office admin to do. I delegate to my broker to find a tenant. I don't do that. I delegate to partners to handle their part of the business. I like to see myself at the very top. I like to be in control of the situation, but that means having great partners and a great team around you. And that's what I'm trying to delegate as much so I can focus on the bigger picture growth of what we're doing. I like that. Thinking through focusing on the bigger picture. And it's something I work on. I have to just continually, I actually told my assistant yesterday, we need to re-attack my calendar. After a little while, it just gets out of control. It's just a crazy craziness. And I'm like, we got to pull that back together. And, you know, I love this like 30, 35 hours a week thing you're talking about. I've not experienced that in a while, but that's incredible. But focusing on the business instead of working in it. So what does your calendar typically look like? What is Thomas doing? I mean, you've given everything away. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's pretty flexible. So I wake up 530 every morning. I do my auto suggestion. I like to read and work out in the morning. So about an hour and a half is me time. Right. So I focus on myself. I focus on growing myself. And then seven o'clock, wake up the kids, get them ready for school. By eight o'clock, I'm having breakfast with my wife and just enjoying that morning for until nine o'clock. Nine o'clock starts, I hit it running. You know what I mean? Nine o'clock to three o'clock, I'm deadlocked, focus on my construction company, on any little tasks that I have to do for the real estate. And three o'clock, I usually stop working. 301, I auto suggest again. And the rest of my day is usually spent with my family. I love that. I love the focus on the family as well. Even being there for breakfast is important to me as well. I love that focus on that because it just can't happen without the support at home as well. If you're going to be an ultra successful entrepreneur, I believe anyway. And so it's so interesting about, you know, just the focus on the family, focus on the team, all those things. Share a little bit about your team. Share a little bit about Who is on your team that's helping you to accomplish all these things? Yeah. So my main construction partner, I own four properties with him, 50-50, as well as the construction business. I have a millwork business with that same partner. We have a third partner there. And then I also own one property by myself as a short-term rental. But as we grow, we're looking to get into much larger projects and build partners. We have partners with brokers. We have partners with handyman, cleaning companies, our office admin, our hands-on workers on the field in the construction company. So we try and build a team around us because you are only as good as the person at the lowest part of your totem pole, right? So it's very important to build a team around you. It's very important to trust in your team. And if they fail, it's fine. You know what I mean? Help them get back up, help them get back on their feet and kind of guide them in the right direction. If you spent $60,000, $100,000 on an office admin or a project manager 
for a year and they mess something up, it doesn't make sense to fire them because you just spent $100,000 to train them. So you focus on helping them grow. You focus on kind of walking in the same line with them and kind of getting them to the bigger picture as it'll help the whole team around you. You're putting food on everyone's table that's in your team. I like that. Keeping that in mind as well, just how you care for your team and training them, right? It's not just they mess up and, hey, they need to leave. Maybe they need some training, right? And they may turn out to be a lot better employee long-term because you've invested in them and they see that. So I assume you have an assistant, right? Explain a little bit about how that works or do you have one? Yeah, I have an office admin for my construction company. The real estate, I manage myself. So when I'm looking to buy a piece of property, I'll find it, I'll source the funds, I'll bring it to the closing table. And then when we're looking to renovate it, my main partner goes in with our construction company and he manages the construction process. And I'm telling him what needs to happen on this project to get it to the ARV that we're looking for to get our equity back out. So I bring it to the closing table. And then from there, the construction process, my main partner handles that. All right. So let's think about the last couple of years you mentioned, you know, before we even started recording and how you have been focusing on taking action and just the mindset growth. I feel it's so important. I talk about it often. I couldn't agree more. Just the focus that all of us should have on the mindset piece alone and then taking action. Eventually you do have to take some action. You can't just keep stay in the education phase forever. But tell us a little bit about how you've done that. You know, that focus you've had, what you've learned, some things that have helped you to move forward. So one book that I read was called Make Your Bed, right? And there's a famous YouTube video, the general from, I think he's in the Marines or the Navy SEALs, and he's giving a speech in front of college students. And one thing he says in the book is sometimes in life, you have to go at things head first. So you don't have all the puzzle pieces together. You have to kind of go at it head first with enough information that you've had already gathered and kind of figure it out along the way. So that's what we did in real estate, January, 2020. COVID hits, right? We bought our first property. Three months later, we bought our second property. Three months after that, we bought our third property. Beginning of this year, I bought a property by myself. Two months ago, I closed on another property. So it's consistently about three months apart, we're buying a piece of property. And it's about taking action. A lot of people would rather not take action because it's easier not to take action as opposed to doing something about it. So they need to set up actionable steps for themselves. And, I, and something that's really helped me is my auto suggestion. I'm going to wake up this morning and I'm going to find a mortgage lender. Okay, I found a mortgage lender. Tomorrow, I'm going to get a pre-approval. The next day, I'm going to find 10 properties. The day after that, I'm going to make five offers. The day after that, I'm going to have two inspections. The day after that, guess what? I got my first property. It's very easy to do if people take actionable steps. And that's what a lot of people have trouble with. You're laying out a plan, right? I mean, you are. You're taking action. This is what I'm working on today. I mean, this thing. And I think it goes back even to the eliminate, automate, delegate. Like you are mentally focused on that thing today. It's like you got a plan. This is what I'm focused on. I'm not bogged down with all these other things that I could eliminate, automate, delegate, right? I mean, you are focused on that task, wouldn't you say? The mindset growth that I've started developing in the last two years or so is the most important thing. Right. So that is what has helped me to get to where I am today. And, and I have countless people that reach out to me, whether it's on social media or people that I know, and they tell me what they want to do. They have a goal in mind, but they take zero action. So that's something that a lot of people just need to work on. And it's very, very simple to do. They just need to go at it head first. Yes, I could not agree more. I get the same thing. And I ask people, okay, what have you done to reach that goal? What is your goal? Do you know? You know, 
where do you want to be a year from now? And most don't have a clue or, you know, can't express that, right? And so we talk through that, but they're not willing to really put themselves out there to take that action. And so what about, you know, if you go way back, Thomas, when you were still scared about taking action, I know you read this book, but what were some of the things in the beginning maybe that helped you to overcome that fear, right? So you could put yourself out there and get started. At the end of the day, we took action because the only thing we would have lost, let's say, is our deposit. And then when you bring partners on, you're minimizing your risk. If there's one partner, I'm only taking 50% of the risk. If there's four partners, I'm only taking 25%, right? So it depends on how many partners. You have to understand the absolute worst case scenario. In the four-hour work week, he also talks about this too. People are scared of taking action because of the consequences. But what happens if you do take action? What are you missing out? What opportunity are you missing out? So people just need to take action. That's what we talk about all the time, progress, not perfection. And I also say this all the time as well on Clubhouse, no one's going to invest in you. No one's going to invest in you as the way you will invest in yourself. Love that. Yep. That is so true. Think about that. I always say yourself is your best investment, right? People say, you know, I only have, you know, a few thousand dollars to get started. I'm like, you need to find somebody to help you and and like invest in yourself, you know? Right. So yeah, could not agree more. So what's maybe the next big step that Thomas is trying to take that it's a little bit fearful right now. I'm looking to build a short-term rental village in Hudson Valley, New York. I'm currently pulling together an offering memorandum. I'm about $10 million that I need for this investment. I've already raised some money just from word of mouth, very, very loosely. But this is something that I want to get into. And any property that I buy moving forward is going to be at least 10 units if it's a long-term buy and hold. So we have some buy and hold properties. We have some short-term rentals. The short-term rental market is just very hot right now. It's something that we definitely want to get into. It's something that's very scalable and something that we definitely need to work with partners on. And we're confident in ourselves. Our construction tagline is construct with confidence, right? I know what I know. I know construction, I know architecture, I know enough about real estate to do what I'm looking to do. I love it. No, I mean, you are pushing yourself to the like the next level in your niche, right? I mean, you are. And so you're thinking big and you're figuring out the next steps, next actionable steps you need to take to do it. And, you know, I wanted to ask you too, are you using virtual assistants as you eliminate, automate, delegate at all? I am not. I've looked into it. I will definitely be using virtual assistants in the coming future. Right now, I get enough out of my office admin for my construction company and I have enough time for myself to run the other businesses that I don't need them because we're also very selective on the projects that we take in our construction business. We're also very selective on our real estate properties because we are looking for certain numbers. If the numbers don't make sense, we can't get emotional about real estate. No doubt. And I wanted to go back to, I wanted to ask you about structuring the time. I assume you're working from home and you know, you're getting that time with your family or your wife for breakfast. You're ending at three. Tell me about how you really stick to that. Right. And I say that because it's easy for me to say, oh, I've got 10 more emails or I've got 100 more, whatever that I need to get back to and just to stay in the office for two more hours. How do you do that? It's very, very hard. Like this morning, I woke up late. I did my affirmations. I didn't work out. I didn't spend enough quality time on myself that I usually like to. But it's okay because, again, I'm looking for progress, not perfection. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to make sure I wake up at 530. I'm going to make sure that I spend that hour and a half. Today was what it was. Let's spend the rest of the day. It's 10 o'clock right now, focusing on progress, not perfection. So I like to use reminders on my phone 
on tasks, actionable tasks that I need to take. And I set them within those work hours that I have. My calendar is full and organized on what I need to do. I have alarms for my auto suggestion. So three o'clock, it rings to stop working. 3.01, it rings to read my auto suggestion. So it tries to keep me in line. And it's very easy, like you said, to kind of go out of those parameters where sometimes I will be working till four o'clock because I'm like, okay, just 10 more minutes, honey, you know, and then an hour goes by. (laughs) It happens, but it's okay that it happens because as long as you're mindful that you're looking for progress, not perfection, make up for it on the next day. Yeah, don't just get discouraged and quit, right? It happens to everyone. It's going to happen. No, that's incredible. Any other tips on that before we move on to a few final questions as far as how you've done that so well, the eliminate, automate, delegate, even any tools that you use? I'm a very organized person by nature. I've always been the type of child even where I always made my bed in the morning. I made sure everything was away and organized because I grew up in my father's plumbing business. So he always said, when you put your tools back in the van, you want to make sure that you find them the next time you're there. So that taught me to put things back where they belong. And that helped me along in staying organized. And that's a very, very important tool to have in your toolbox, like I like to say. It's just a matter of keeping yourself accountable. It's a matter of making sure that if you tell someone you're going to meet them somewhere at four o'clock, that you better bet that you be there at four o'clock or 345. So you have to hold yourself accountable. Thomas, how do you prepare for a downturn when you're thinking about, you know, your real estate business? What are your thoughts on that? What is the absolute worst case that could happen? That I lose, let's say, all of my properties. Okay, I already bought those properties. I'm going to figure out a way to do it again. So think of the worst case scenario. And what are you really losing? You're still alive. You've still done it once. Now you can do it even better. This is the same conversation I had with my main partner yesterday. We bought all these properties with our own money, 25% down every single property. I am never doing that again. It makes so much more sense to just use hard money. I would have had 15 properties by now. Yeah, you pay them their percentage, but your growth in terms of a portfolio happens so much faster. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Think through that. And it just for somebody getting started too, like think through what Thomas just said. What about any predictions over the next six to 12 months in the real estate market? I think the market right now, I'm looking for a single family house for myself. I'm a little hesitant to pull the trigger because I think the market is going down. You already see it. Properties are dropping down 90,000, 20,000, 50,000. Again, depends on the market that you're looking at. But the market is going down. I think there's a correction that's going to happen towards the end of the year, maybe beginning of next. I think that there's a huge opportunity there and you need to have some cash reserves for that or you need to have the connections for the hard money lenders or partners to be prepared for that. But then again, you kind of second guess yourself. Oh, this property is 600,000. What if it doesn't happen and it goes to 700,000? And then it's just going to keep climbing and climbing and you've already missed the boat. So you have to take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt. But I do think that their correction is happening. I do think that a lot of brokers that I've talked to already see the correction in effect. So I think it's a good opportunity to get in or maybe even a little bit later on this year to kind of pull the trigger on your first property and think long term. It depends on what you're doing, right? So we also want to get into flipping houses. And I'm going to go see a property today. But long term, that's another active business. I'm looking for more passive income as opposed to active. So I have my construction company. That's my active income. I want more passive income. What's your best source for meeting new investors right now? I have a real estate group that I go visit in upstate New York once a month. Just network with brokers. Tell a lot of people on social media or just even the person that you get your bagels from, hey, 
Do you know anyone looking to sell their property? Just tell people what you're doing. It's not going to change what you want to do or what you're doing. Tell people, maybe someone has a connection somewhere. And I've started doing this over the last few months and so many doors have opened up because of this. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Actionable steps, progress. We're looking for progress, not perfection. You have to set goals for yourself. I think that I read somewhere that men typically set unrealistic goals where women set realistic goals. So I have set absurdly unrealistic goals for myself. (laughs) So if I reach a 10th of the percent of that, I'm more than happy where I'm looking to go. And how do you like to give back? Social media. I've started doing a lot of social media. Clubhouse, I'm on there all the time. Instagram. I started developing programs and spreadsheets and templates that I use for myself that I put out there on social media so I can help people. I want to do more one-on-ones with people to help them from the very beginning to bringing them to the closing table, to managing their properties. I'm working on developing a product for that online. And it's just something that I really have become passionate over since I started doing this because I see that it's so easy for me and I know how to set people up to do it themselves. Awesome. Thomas, I'm grateful to have met you and had you on the show. Just an amazing show, just thinking through, eliminating, delegating, automating, delegating, right? Your team members and how you've helped them and and thinking through how you care for your team members and their families and just the taking action, the mindset component. You know, people hear that stuff and I heard it often when I was first getting started and I was just like, ah, you know, tell me how to get started, you know, really, you know, and then looking back, I could not have been more wrong and it's so important, so crucial. And so I hope the listeners are paying attention But Thomas, tell them how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Find me on Instagram, Tom Reedis, T-O-M-R-I-D-I-S. Also on Twitter, Facebook. I have become pretty big on Clubhouse using that on a daily basis. So anywhere on social media, it's the same name. Usually send me a DM any way that I can help. My DMs are open. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.